This is how it's going to start. Hi, I'm Gordon Jacobson, and this is my stump. I'm doing a stump speech right now. It's just me, your, 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 your pal Gordon. Welcome to the... Hi, 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 big huge welcome. This is the hottest ticket in town. And you're part of it here, tonight, only, right now. When you step into this, you step into a Buick, you step into a world. Relegate yourself to Buick now, here, December. Get inside, go, start rolling. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This is Live to Tape, also known as Live to Tap, also known as The Executive Buffet, also known as Daddy's Big Red Truck. Daddy's Big Red Truck. Hop in. We're going to swing on down to this executive buffet. It's happening at a downtown hotel. What do you guys think about this? See, I don't want this. I don't want the singing. Why can't I just get the instrumental? It's not a real instrumental. I want the singing to not be in the. I just want to sing, okay? I want to take care of all the singing. Even the, oh, whoa, oh, they don't think I can do it? This is a karaoke track. They don't think I can do it. I don't, I don't like this. I don't like this part of America, okay? I, I want to have a return to, to more of a family values, where when someone did a karaoke song, you did the karaoke song, and it didn't have any goddamn singing on it. Had no GD goddamn singing on it, okay? It was just you, your life, and your and your balls in the moment, just stepping up there, ready to spray out what you got at the karaoke parlor in old downtown, downtown fucking Dallas, Texas, where the executive buffet is. Actually, it's in Atlanta, okay? Hey, everybody, this is the podcast. Welcome here. It's great to be here. Um, please check me out. I'm going to do some bunch of live dates coming up. See, I don't want this. Do I have to stop this song? That's it. They, they fucking broke the rules. I'm stopping it. I'll show you how to. I'll show you. There we go. Something so smooth and nice. I don't blame Lionel Richie for this, okay? I blame. I blame. I don't know. I blame Lauren Bobert. Lauren Bobert. She's so dumb. Hey, everybody, come see me live. Come see me live at the Elysian Theater. That's in about three weeks. At the on the July on the July twentieth. July 20th at the Elysian Theater at 7.30. I'm doing my solo show, Minnesota Reggae Colostomy Bag. You gotta see it if you can. Then I'll be in Seattle at the Crocodile, July 23rd. Then I'll be in Portland, Oregon at Helium on July 24th. Get your ass out there and see the shows. 
What else I got? I'm going to be in August. I'm going to be at the Dynasty Typewriter, August 10th. And then in September, I'm going to be in New York City on the 27th of GD, gosh darn freaking A, uh, New York City at the Bell House, okay, 27th. Also, I'll be in San Francisco at Cobbs September 23rd and 24th with Mr. Duncan Trussell. And uh, that's all I got for you right now. I guess, I guess also I'll be... I got a bunch more, but those are those are the good ones, okay? Okay, you got it? Check us out on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash live to tape. That's <laughs> patreon.com slash live to tape. That's all I got to know. Check out my new guest. My new guest. Every guest is a new guest, right? Here she is. You know her. You love her. I'm running out of song. I can't, I can't do the intro. I'm running out of goddamn song. I was about to do it. I was about to just ram it home, but you know what? I ran out. I ran out of freaking music. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Today's episode is brought to you by Chinchillas. It's the pet that nobody has anymore. Chinchillas. They're still out there. They're still in the dust, but maybe we don't need them as pets because they belong in Mongolia. Okay. My guest today is the outstandingly hilarious mega podcast person who has... Hilarious podcast I've been on all about Law and Order SVU. Wow, I just said it correct. You also hear her other podcast enemies. She's a comic who's touring all the time. She's incredibly funny. I love seeing her perform. Here she is today on Live to Tape Executive Fake, Lisa Traeger. Jams? I'll go to a live blues randomly, but I always want to play like shitty blues. Like stuff like this. Welcome here. Doesn't that just sound like we're doing like that radio show from like the 90s right now? Yeah, I recently went. Lisa Traeger's on the Lisa Traeger's in the house today. Lisa Traeger, you're at the funny bone now, right? How's that going, huh? (laughs) I mean, do people come up to you and they say like, hey, tell me a joke. Uh, you're doing a, 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 an act. You're being a radio DJ now. A trigger. <laughs> well, it's too early to talk and ask me questions like that. All right. <laughs> Welcome to. Well, we've got Lisa Trigger now. Call us up one six six. Fucking eat, eat a dick. Yeah. Uh, fair time. I recently. <laughs> I like seeing like dad like bands that are obvious dads having free time. Oh hell yeah. That's what I ran into recently. Like dad's um, having his second IPA, dad. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I like seeing those dads live out their Mom's musical like, dreams. Okay, fine. Okay, okay. At the blues concert, you can have okay. <laughs> IPAs are gross. They are kind of. I mean, I, I I love them and hate them. I do kind of think they. I had I had a time with them. You know, what I mean, I had my my time, my IPA time. I just don't get why you want to be full when you're drunk. Like, full. That's confusing. Like I don't want to have a full belly. Like yeah, I want to drink true. liquor. But that's because you're. That's because you like party harder than those guys. Those those are for like people who party. That's like light party. Yeah, but if you're having six beers, why not have two tequila rocks? Yeah. Oh, because it prolongs the evening or something. I just don't want to be full. Yeah. Maybe beer has different effects on people, but then I just am like, why? 
what's the point of being drunk if I'm bloated? I've only recently started to feel that way, to feel like, wow, I can't, I, if I drink beer, I feel like, oof, I feel so full to where I will pour it out. I'll pour the beer out uh, high, up, high up as I can to knock all the fizz out. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Beer for me is um, baseball games. Okay. Fourth of Daytime. July. I'm hungover. I'll have a Corona. You know what I mean? Like right? that kind of stuff. Never yeah. a first choice. Sorry. Yeah. That's my beer. That's beer okay. Thoughts. I get it. It totally makes sense to me. Yeah. Beer thoughts with Lisa Traeger. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you do your SUV, you talk about SUV, right? SVU. I always say SUV because yeah. that's just how it is. That's like more in our lexicon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm never going to not say SUV. I think I've always said SUV even when I'm referring to it. SUV. Well, someone was saying that you're too secretive about it. Like, I forgot who I was talking to, but they're like... Who's secretive about it? They're like, wait, do you know what episode Johnny was on? He won't tell me. He's so secretive I, about his performance. What? Um, he won't tell me who anything. Who was this? I don't know. It's, like, not coming to me. Isn't it that was weird? at the comedy the store outside. Was this, was this on, on Tuesday? I was there. You I, were there. I, I didn't see you. I, I don't know how I didn't miss how I missed you, but that was like it was like a crazy thing that happened, right? Maybe I came later. But yeah, I was it would have so I saw Annie and she said that you were running in saying, Someone's not breathing because someone passed out, right? Yes, but she was confused because I was smiling. Right. But it's because I was so uncomfortable. And when I'm uncomfortable, sometimes I smile. Like yeah. sometimes if I say really horrible things, it's like I just smile. I don't know how to act. So I, I do smile. the same thing actually. A lot of times I will And so she didn't know yeah. I was being serious. Oh, right. So she was like, are you kidding? What's happening? And I'm like, no, 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 we need a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and so I ran. But I fucked. Okay, so I get involved. I always get involved. I recently called the authorities. I saw a dumpster fire starting. Like, I'm on it. You saw a literal dumpster fire. Yeah. It's so I funny because that's like such a terrible, <laughs> that's like the go-to terrible analogy. It's like, we got a pretty much a dumpster fire here. You saw an actual dumpster fire. Yeah, and it was next to a nail salon. So okay. I thought... If it grows and it hits the ammonia or whatever's in the nail salon, this isn't good. So yeah. I just called. I said, the fire's small. If you'd like to put it, pull it out, put it out. This is where it yeah. is. I'm involved. I get involved. Um, I do too, actually, kind of. And this, I hear someone say we need a doctor. I think he's just a drunk, annoying man. All right. of a sudden, it's real. I see a man like flopping. But And then people start yelling, he's choking, he's choking. But they put fingers in his mouth. And you're not really supposed to do that. So I start screaming, Heimlich, Heimlich, give him the Heimlich. Yeah. And I start running to find a medical professional. And later I hear people talking about it. And they're like, yeah. And then some dumb bitch started yelling about the Heimlich. He wasn't even choking. And I was like, that was me. Was this on stage they were saying this? No. Like, okay. I, like people were talking because a lot movie. of the staff were are like former EMTs and nurses. Mm -hmm. And so... They were like, he wasn't, he was just um, having a seizure, passed out from the heat. He had a little yeah. gummy, um, but I was, the, I was like, I was the dumb bitch, but mm -hmm. I was only going off of the info I had. Was it before or after your set? It was two before me. So Greg Fitzsimmons okay. was on stage, then it was Moshe Kasher and me. I heard that Greg had to deal with it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess last month there he had a drunk heckler, but I've saved someone before doing the Heimlich. Really? And that's why maybe I get involved too. Yeah. Damn. That must feel pretty good. It was one of the worst, scariest things ever. It was a good friend right. of mine, so oh, it wow. sucked. Um, and then, like, she thought she was going to die for sure. Yeah. So it feels cool to save someone's life. Was but that a restaurant? No, um, we ordered takeout from a diner. Mm -hmm. you, was it steak? What was it? Curly fries. Cur a curly fry? I, of all the things, I wouldn't think a curly... Well, you know what? I guess they're kind of dense. They are curly. If you suck it down, it's down. Yeah. And it's the classic, like it's like they weren't making noise, and I got up and I dislodged oh, it. I don't uh, like even think exactly. About it. That's the one thing that f that skeezes me out is choking, 
It's scary. Because it's like, yeah, because it's an, like water, it's liquid, you can get it out. Unless you're, unless you're drowning, drowning, usually you can get the water out because it's liquid. You know, you tip the person over, you drain it out, and you they they because their lungs are so deep, you can get a little air behind it and it will come out. But like an object, mm-mm. No, it's scary. I do. I used to do a joke about it. The funniest part was when she was like, she didn't know when to start eating again or not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! How long did she wait? Like a week? <laughs> no, but like she just kept looking at the fries. Oh um, god! I wouldn't touch a curly fry ever again. No, I don't think she has really. Um, but we we order her like pad cu or something uh-huh. to come because it's like smoother. The noodle is smooth. But um, oh. we were like hungover. It was it was tough. So. You know, I knew not to put fingers in the mouth, so that's why I got involved. But I'm, old, yeah, I'm getting, Damn. I'm getting involved. I um, but it was also sneeze. hot. The problem yeah. was the air conditioning was broken. That's what I heard. So it was 88 degrees. So on, I don't know if you've been on stage when it's that hot, but it was tough. It's not supposed to be that hot when you're doing comedy. No, it's I was bad. sweating. I was Ugh. like truly sweating. Down I have my whole sweated body. on stage, but it's for different reasons. It's been like a hot. I keep having to, almost about to sneeze. It's crazy. It's like there. And it goes away. I'm like, I, I got it. And I say something. It's, oh, it's, you know. I know this. I don't want a product placement. I'm a Diet Coke drinker through and through. But right. this Coke Zero is delicious. Have you not had Coke Zero? I have, but maybe I didn't focus on it. Like, this is good. It's so much better than Diet Coke. I like, I use Diet Coke like, um, okay, is some bad shit going down that I need to deal with? I'll have a Diet Coke because it's like pure chems. Then I'll have the Diet Coke. The Coke Zero is good. So if you're like in a hospital waiting room, Diet Coke. Hospital waiting room, if it's late at night, like if I'm on set or something like that where it's late, like 10 p.m., I'll have a Diet Coke. Because unfortunately, like it wakes you up so much. I've had to go running like at midnight just to go to sleep because of the Diet Coke. Because it's got these, something about That's the, so cool. You'll just like go exercise and then you're not even thinking about the exercise. You're like, I just need to tire out to be- go yeah, to bed. Yeah, I guess so. I got to burn it off. Wow. Because I feel like so, have so much energy. That if I don't burn and you're not off. a pot smoker. I smoke weed, but not that much. Okay. But if I smoke weed, I can't sleep hardly. Oh, no. You know, okay. Yeah. Like I last night I hit a little, bit, a little bit too much before bed, and it was like, oh, God. Could not sleep well. And then you went running? I didn't go running today, no. <laughs> nope. I should have, though. I should. Well, that would be so like running like at 1 a.m. That's too late to run. But n- but midnight's okay. <laughs> well, maybe more like 11 or well, but you also, or Do you ever run on just on the treadmill? I don't like to run the treadmill. No. No. I have I have done it a bunch, but I don't personally I'm not a fan of the treadmill because I think it like um I don't know. I like to see the I just learned about this thing recently, so this is why I'm now anti treadmill. Not anti, I just don't prefer it, is that there's this thing I guess that happens in your body when you walk past things, when your eyes take in the sun, the light, and you're also passing things, your it wakes your brain up because it's basically telling you like, Hey, you're walking around there's light coming in. You're awake, so it wakes you up. So I try to always like walk for 20 minutes in the morning if I can, because outside because it like it wakes you up. Okay, I love that. Because I get so fucking groggy in the morning. Yeah, I think that's a human nature thing. Morning yeah. people are confusing to me. Well, I had, a, I had a roommate in college, Bob. He would get up and he like throw his sunglasses on, blast out the door. He'd be out of the house in like under five minutes after. He'd shower, brush his teeth, and just blast out the door because he had to get to work. But I was like, how do you fucking do that? He would always say to me, like, man, you sure like having a morning, don't you? 
I'm like, I, I guess I do. I like having a nice like hour to. Yes, but it also depends. Like if I have to be somewhere at noon, yeah, I'll wake up at 10 and have a morning. Yeah. But if I have to be somewhere at nine, I'm waking up at eight. I'm speeding out. You know, yeah. I'm not I'm not creating a morning by waking up earlier. See, I would try to create them. People that wake up at six to read, that that ain't me. That's weird. Waking up six to read, that's that's psycho shit. But that's someone's morning. Yeah, I guess. It's like a walk. I bet that wakes up your brain too. Some people love to read. (laughs) Some people love to read. The least trigger story. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not I. I wish. I waste you know, I watch too much television. And today I have some great D V R things waiting for me already. What do you got waiting for you? I have Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip X Wives Club. That sounds like a, uh, like, you know, they have medicines. It's like uh, Diamante XL T47 uh, Junior. It sounds like they've got, they've whittled it down so much that it sounds like it's a prescription. Yeah, it is. It's basically housewives that have been kicked off of their seasons. What's it called? Housewives? Um, girl, ultimate girls trip. Housewives colon ultimate girls trip. And these XL. Are, this is XL. So it's like X's that Gosh. are kind of crazy. And they're going to this one woman's house, Dorinda in the Berkshires. She has a home called uh, Bluestone Manor. And so the women are all there for a week of wow. different franchises. And they're all narcissists. They're oh, all really? Nuts. They're all narcissists? <laughs> they're all like psycho cunts? Well, it's just like they assume that everyone knows yeah. about them. But it's like the other ones don't watch each other. So one of them will be like, that's where I see Richard. And then the the, the confessional, the other girl's like, I don't know who the fuck Richard, Richard. is. <laughs> and so that's really good. And then um, there's a new Real Housewives of Atlanta, I believe, for me as well. So you're going to watch this today? Um, I'm going to nap. Um, today was an early morning for me, so I'm going to hit an Indica joint. I'm going to have my laptop just to squeeze an extra work, put on the housewives and slowly take a nice nap into evening after this. Good. Yeah. So nothing else on the docket. Um, I have a show tonight nap. Yeah. I'm going to, my goal is to do one. I have, I have a problem. Okay. I'm ready to listen. I this live in a studio apartment, Yeah. Um, but I'm someone that loves a lot of stuff. So right now I'm struggling and I'm drowning in clothes and it seems like no matter how much I give away, it's like I'm just drowning. So at the moment in my tiny studio, mm. I have three filled suitcases of stuff. There's bins, my closet's full. Yeah. It's just too much. Everything's everywhere. So my goal is just like get a bag out. Start cleaning mm. stuff up. I don't even have a tape. So, like, I, my goal is maybe, like, one or two housework tasks. Maybe cook dinner for myself. Something right. like that. Like, um, focus on the home. Your problem is stuff. You got a stuff issue. Yeah, because it's also, like, my weight's been fluctuating. So then you buy clothes. Then you don't fit into them. But you don't want to get rid of them. Because you might and then go back. more stuff. And then you have to buy stuff because you're like, I don't fit into any of this. Because I gave away all my big clothes. Yeah. I've gained it back. And so it's, like... Just all this clothes and 90% of it, I don't even, I can't even fit into. So it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. You can make it wallpaper. It needs to go. And I can't even be like, oh, this will be for Goodwill. I think I just have to put it on the street and whoever wants it can take it because I can't. Just burn it. That's, so yeah, why don't people just burn, why are there landfills? Why can't we just burn the stuff? Um, I don't know the answer to that. Is that bad for the environment too? I think it's bad to burn things unless they are like wood or even it's not good to burn wood. Why not? Because it creates all kinds of... I mean, it's not bad to burn wood, but it's definitely back... I think I read something where back in... Oh, she loves the diet. She loves the Coke Zero. She just loves it. Yeah. She do a Coke Zero commercial right now. They don't want me. 
Who doesn't want you? Coke Zero. Coke, nobody. Coke Zero doesn't want anybody. They don't need anybody. Coke no, Zero, but you've watched the movie Election, right? I have. You know, Tracy Flick famously says that Coke is number one by like um, miles and miles, and but they spend the most on advertising of any other they soda do? as well. That's just Tracy Flick in the movie Election. Right. Who knows if that's actually true, though, anymore? Yeah. And then tomorrow my DVR is going to be Drag Race. That's what I'll treat myself in the morning to. To Drag Race in the morning. Yeah, because it comes out tonight, but I... Hey, travelers. What What the fuck? What are you doing? Trying to get you some music to talk about diet. Coke Zero. Ready? Talk about Coke Zero now, right now. Ready? Hold on a second. You work hard. You take care of your family. You do your chores. And when it's time to treat yourself, sit down with a nice Coke Zero. It's not going to increase your blood pressure. You're going to feel a nice caffeine rush, easy breezy, slow release. With zero sugar (laughs) and all taste, Coke Zero. Put it in your fucking face. Go for it, Coke Zero. That's good. I think people would buy it. I think it's nice, yeah. (laughs) I think people are in. Hi, welcome to Coke Zero. Here at Coke Zero, we have zero cares about anything other than Coke. Zero sugar, zero shit, zero... This is actually pretty good. This feels like we're... Yeah, when you're done taking care of everyone and it's time to take care of yourself... That's good. That's good. That's what it is. Because, yeah, you're, you're you're taking care of your whole family, your job, everything. Wait, start over this. with that one. With that, I love that, that line. Ready? Hold on. Shut up. After you're done taking care of everyone else, it's time to take care of yourself with a nice Coke Zero. Coke Zero. Zero sugar, all taste. Coke Zero. Lisa Traeger's choice number one drink. No, because I've been a Diet Coke head for a long... This is like... Uh, uh, I can't believe how good I think this that's, is. that's most people... Diet Coke is... It's an institution. Yeah. So many people... I was watching some some TikTok on this woman's professional chef. And she so shows... She gets a, she's a professional chef for like a very wealthy family in the Hamptons. She lives in there. She starts her day at like 6.30 in the a.m. with a Diet Coke. And then people were like, it's the morning. And it's like, fuck you. I also know a guy. This guy is one of the most accomplished people I've ever met. He like is building a boat by hand in his garage. He's like about 60 something. right? He's retired every morning for breakfast. He has a Diet Coke and some of those little packaged or bright orange peanut butter crackers. Okay, I love that. How do you know him? Because he's friend. My good one of my good friends. It's his dad's friend. We go sailing together. Wow, yeah, this was like a couple years ago. Sailing, you're rich. Um, they, he has a boat. He's he's wealthy. This guy, yeah. this Diet Coke guy, is very wealthy. But he's not like a bad wealthy. He's like the kind of wealthy where you're like, are you sure you're wealthy? That's the you best. Can't tell. That's the best. The way he acts, the way he carries himself, very not. I mean, most people who are actually wealthy are not dicks. It's the new money crowd that's like. No, like old money, up. tradition, Harvard, those are bad people, too. Well, I, I guess it depends on uh, the Vanderbilt. They're just you, a rich person born into wealth will never they have z- very zero chance to be a good person or a normal mm-hmm. person or relate to others. They just don't understand. It's the people that are like, I don't know, just why don't you go to another state and do it? You know, it's like right, they right. don't. <laughs> I don't think they can even grasp it. Or my friend opened for someone that's like a bill, like very wealthy. Right. A very wealthy comedian. And for some reason, they did not pay for this person's travel. Oh, I bet I know who this person is. But then when it was brought to his attention, it was like, okay. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I, my bad. Like, 
to he didn't even think about it because he never thinks about money because he's never had to. Right. So the thought of like, oh, it might cost this person money to rent a car or fly or do something didn't even occur. So even if they're not evil, they could be like silly, silly. Like they're not people. Yeah. Also, in that situation, that person, they have to ask. I mean, it sucks, but you have to tell this person, look, I need, you have to stand up for yourself too, right? Oh, no, they finally did. Yeah. They were like, oh, and then it like hit him where he's like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, I can't wait to know who this is. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> but he just, it doesn't occur to him. It's, they just don't know. Yeah. Unless your parents really try, but it's like, it's, it's Kendall Jenner not being able to cut up a cucumber. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Who, uh, you know, and then it's Kendall Jenner doing an interview going, yeah, all these other models just take all these jobs. I'm not like that. I pick and choose and I only do things that matter to me. I'm not like one of those girls. And it's like, you mean the people that need money to live and work? Yeah. yeah they gotta, have to take all the jobs. You got to find that amount of time where that's going to work. It could go away tomorrow. So you got to. Yeah. So, get, but, it, get it while you can is the saying, right? But unable, unable to comprehend right. other people. Or it's the rich people that are like, I'm not even that rich. After we pay for the helicopters and this and that, right. we barely make it by. You know, they just don't that get it. That sounds like a, a reality TV thing to say. Like, we're not even that rich. No, that's what it is. <laughs> if you ask a rich person, are you rich? They'll be like, oh, we do all right. We know wealthier people. I know richer people. Yeah. I know somewhere the plane. We don't have a plane. And it's like, you are wealthy. If you have a house multiple homes your parents paid for your college like you are rich and the multiple i don't homes thing that's the that's the key one multiple homes yeah if you have an income property yeah because that's when it can spiral that's when you really start to make if you have a second place you can make money off of then you just start making so much money that you have to make more money you keep making more or and more money. Or comics like us like with parents that are wealthy they'll say things like oh i'm so broke but they're not right and that bothers me too. It's like you're not broke. Stop telling people you're broke. If someone is paying your rent, you're not broke. If someone's uh, paying your health insurance, you're not someone, broke. I can't. That, the idea to me is just crazy. The idea that you would say that if you're not, if someone's paying your fucking rent, because they want to relate, or yeah. they want, they feel like they can't say that they're rich, or people think they didn't earn what they got, or something. Like it's twisted. Well, I don't understand. It's why people. The first, I always right away wanted to, I don't want money from someone else. I want to have my money. Yeah. I really don't because I don't want that. I don't want to have that feeling. It feels so good to not take someone else's, especially your family's money, unless you absolutely have to. I wouldn't want to do that. But it depends, like, it depends how rich, like if someone is worth hundreds of millions of dollars, like what is money to them? It's yeah. nothing. It's not real. Right. Like, so even if they have this credit card that their parents pay for, it's probably a secretary. Yeah. It's probably a money manager. But no still. one's touching the money ever. I don't know. It's a weird life. These people's brains are broken, and that's why our whole world is failing, is because of rich people and the patriarchy. And that's that. Yeah. It's going to, it's coming to a head, I feel like. I mean, <laughs> I'm so terrified. I go, I go both ways with it because I think sometimes where, Nothing's ever really going to change because people who have a significant amount of uh, income or not income, but um, have wealth, you're allowed, you can insulate yourself from so many problems about use, using that. And they're very smart about it. So you're insulating yourself. Hey, you want this coaster? Here you mm -hmm. go. I just saw that. I saw you. T that was very kind of you to navigate I that. I saw the ring and these I things. I bought I these tables about 17 years ago. It's the first thing I bought in Los Angeles from some antique dealer on Hollywood Boulevard called, name, his name was Duncan. I think I bought these for 400 bucks for the pair. And I always wonder, like, 
are these worth a shitload and I'm just wasting them or are they just pieces of crap? First of all, they're not being wasted. They're being used and you know used what I mean? often. Like, like, um, like, am I, should I clean them up? You know what I mean? No, these look incredible. And you said, well, how long ago was this? Like 17 years ago. Yeah, that's incredible. How old are you? 45. <laughs> no, <I'm not> <laughs> no, you are using them the way they're supposed to be used in a great way. This is amazing. They've been speaker stands. But, oh, but going back to... Back to, to wealth. Back to back wealth. Back to wealth. But what you were, like, from the beginning of the wealth before we start talking about the end of the world, right. um, Dorinda from Real Housewives, okay. w- who has Bluestone Manor, she always says, um, money talks, wealth whispers. That's very true. Yeah. Or I would say that money screams, wealth yeah. just goes like, get it done, <laughs> get it done. Yeah, but because that always bothers me. They're like, but Mark Zuckerberg only wears a T-shirt and jeans. And it's like the T-shirt could still cost $400. Like you just don't know. Well, I saw something about how all that stuff with like um, Zuckerberg supposedly driving a, a Honda something or all these things, it's all optics. Yes. None of it's real because they, they that same video they talked about how he bought a huge house someplace wherever it is and he bought literally every other house that touches the property for privacy he just bought them they're not being used just so they he can have 100 percent insulation from any type of well yeah thing. he's trying to buy a part of hawaii that's like um wow. being like a res- like reserve reserved for nature you know like hawaii's like get the fuck away from us and he's trying to like own hawaii like wow. he's evil anyone that thinks because someone doesn't care about fashion is suddenly like a good person is weird yeah I think, I think he should be tried for war crimes and imprisoned. Like, I think he's one of the most dangerous, awful human we beings just need, of our generation. Someone just needs to sneak in there and get a dart in his neck. Yeah. But it's not going to happen. They There's all so need to be murdered. who need to be... Slit their throats. Yeah. Mitch McConnell slit his throat. Some of those def, some of, some of those senators, for sure. A bunch of senators, that's the big problem, is that there hasn't been a senator, a seated senator... Shot and killed in a long time. Someone just did jokes about this that we need to bring back assassinations. Like, I why think, the fuck are presidents not being shot? I don't get at it. At least being shot at. Yes. At least be like get get the message. Maybe 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 don't hit him. Maybe it doesn't even graze him. But like, you got shot at, motherfucker. Someone's trying to shoot you. And if it happens more than once, you better figure out like, okay, I either got to not go outside or I got to make some more friends. <laughs> yes, they got to figure it. I mean, it is it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. yeah. There are no good rich people. People in politics suck. We're, yeah, we got to switch it up. I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. Oh, I think it'll change for the worse, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think the whole Roe v. Wade thing is just a little, it's like a little tipper. It's like a little, like a, a bunch of raw meat you throw to the dogs to get them excited. And it's like the thing that's going to be, it's the test. Yeah, and we've rolled over and let it happen. I mean, we'll see. I, I'm um, a show that I'm in will be airing in Finland in December. Okay, and I just hope it becomes a, a big TV hit. Show, yeah, and right? I just hope it becomes a hit. Well, why would you not hope it's gonna be a hit? I'm just saying in terms of escaping, like oh, a hit or right, not. Right. But like then if they get international European or the BBC, like I'm going to London. Like I just yeah. need to get, I just, I'm hoping this Finland shows a hit in Europe so I can fucking leave. You didn't, you, were, you weren't born in the United States, were you? No, I was not. You were born in? The former Soviet Union. Soviet so it doesn't like exist anymore. Yeah. But so my passport says Ukraine. Really? Yeah. 
That's crazy. So you're you you are Ukrainian. I'm a. It's like difficult. I'm like a Russian speaking Jew from Ukraine. Okay. It's I don't know what I am, and I never questioned my identity. I just always said I'm Russian, and right. now it's like ugh, I don't know. But you're Russian, but you're also Jewish. Yeah. So what comes first? Because Russia is more of a nationality, where Jewish is like a. It's a cultural thing. You grew up Jewish. Yeah, we're casual Jews. My sister went to Jew school. It's like what's Jew school? Like a religious school. Okay. Yeah, and she teaches at hey, one. What's Jew school? Like my niece is in Israel right now what? on a trip. <laughs> they go to Poland first. Okay. Concentration camps. Right. Then Israel. Um, they okay. So my mom, I was getting tattooed by a Ukrainian dude actually like a few days before the war broke out, and we were talking speaking in Russian the whole time, and we not, had like such a not great Ukrainian. time. It's a different language, right? It is a different okay. language, but I only speak Russian, and because Russia is like pushed their shit on everyone and right. it was the Soviet Union people had to speak Ru and I mean that's what they're doing in Ukraine now they're like right Russifying everything it's not that different though is it um no okay but um when I was telling my mom I go oh it was so fun we got to speak Russian because I don't practice that often when, right. without my parents and she was like well was he Jewish and I go I don't know it didn't come up she goes you couldn't tell if he was Jewish or not and it was like, no, I don't know. And then when everything started happening with Ukraine and Russia, she was just like, whatever. When we were there, everyone hated us. Fuck Ukrainians, fuck Russians. Like, people hated Jews. So, like, whatever people hate or you're the minority in that moment is what you usually identify with. They more. hate Jews in Ukraine? We left on religious asylum. My God, how old were you? I was young. I was two. I came okay. here when I was three. We had, like, a little longer of an immigration process. Through wow, that's Europe. so interesting. Damn. Yeah, I actually came up with something kind of profound. I think recently, um, I was. Do you want some background music for this? No, you sure. <laughs> you love an effect. Okay. So there's a show at the comedy store in the belly room called Culture Court, and people argue really? cases. It's really fun, and there's judges and a bailiff. I'll tell them to book oh, you. Damn. It is, Who is so it? fun. It's Matt Lockwood and this guy Keith. Okay. And just Keith. I, like I don't that. remember his last I'll, name. If He's I was a newer Keith, I'd just person. Be Keith. It's just Keith. But so cool, and they're judges. They wear robes. There's a bailiff, and then two jurors. Right. And it's usually two comics. So it was me and Asif Ali, and then there's like a legal counsel, but right. more people to f have fun. And then two people at a time argue a case. And there was a couple that came on, and they argued who has it worse, Jewish people or black people. Okay. Um, and they were going back and forth. It was so fun. It was so funny. But then I said, everyone hates Jewish people, but they're not oppressed. And everyone loves black people, but they're oppressed. And that's, I feel like I, I figured it out. That's pretty, that's pretty good. I gotta yeah. say, pretty good. Because we love black culture. We love the music. Yeah. We like to steal from them. We're like, haha, my favorite black guy friend. Even racists are like, they have right. one. And, um, but so oppressed, so much systemic oh, yeah. racism. I mean, it's the thing where you, th you think about any social problem and you look at it in the black community and you're like, well, it's worse. Yeah. <laughs> like whatever, whatever the thing is, you pick it. The only people who throw off the metric more are Native Americans. Mm -hmm. They don't even have Native Americans on most, most uh, what do you call it, uh, data, because it skews it so significantly that you can't look at it objectively. Like Whoa. suicides, murders, anything, poverty, all that stuff. I mean, te technically it's a different country, but if you do put Native Americans in with those statistics, it just throws everything off so much they don't even add it damn so they're technically how the worst but yeah. also but jews like no one likes jewish people i love jewish but they people. can live you know like it's really hard i liked but i liked <laughs> uh, 
but it's always like, ah, oh, but you know, you're Jewing them down. Like people yeah. just don't really love a Jew. Jews stick together. Like, it, but we're not really that oppressed outside of like the Holocaust. Well, that's because the Jews figured it out. The Jews are, I was saying this to my Jewish friend while we were hiking, is that, you know, the Jews have been oppressed for so long, so many times that people have tried to eradicate them, but you can't seem to get rid of them. They must no. be doing something, right? Well, the There's black woman in the debate, she said it's because we stick together. Exactly. Jewish people stick together like fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And white people don't do that at all. Uh. <laughs> I can tell you, for if I see another white person having some sort of issue, I don't care unless they're like, oh, I grew up with you. Or unless like, oh, we're both from... Um, I have no connection. I have no connection to that person whatsoever in a way that makes me feel like... You know like, where I, but don't you feel that connection when you see comics? I feel like no matter where I go in yes, the world, you yes. just get along with a comic. Hundred percent. But that goes back to the thing where like what you do is way more important than what you are. I think, and also what you like is way more important than who you are. Like if you, if if I like, I, I love, 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 love reggae. And if I talk and talk to anyone about reggae, it doesn't matter who they are. I could talk to a Republican about reggae for hours and we get along great. And at the end of the thing, he's like, yeah, so uh, are you voting for Trump again? I'd be like, I'm, no, I'm not actually. And I would be kind of disappointed, but at the same time be, hey, you want to meet up next week? Because <laughs> we got along, you know? Yeah. But you wouldn't look less, you wouldn't look less of, you wouldn't think less of this person? I would, but at the same time, if you get along with someone for a certain amount of time, it's kind of like some of those things Here's what I always think about. There's this famous story um, about this guy, Ernest Shackleton. He's an explorer, Antarctic explorer, like turn of the century, 1907, something like that. He goes to Antarctica to cross Antarctica. It's a mass. It's just probably the best story ever written. It's a book called Endurance by Alfred Wolseley. The greatest story of all time. Truly the greatest story. And Shackleton is famous for picking, he picks out his crew of guys, right, to go with them. He would interview them for no more than five minutes. And he picks one guy just because he likes the way his nose looks. He likes the shape of his nose. And it turns out all these people he selected got along famously. They were never depressed, even though they were almost about to die for about two years straight. They all got along because Shackleton was just so good at like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm, he made a snap decision. Like, I just like this person. You know how you meet someone, you just, you just like them. You just like them based But you gotta nothing. be careful. There's manipulators everywhere, sociopaths I'm ta- I'm hiding. I'm talking about before you even get a chance to be, before you yeah, but it just backfires. Like sure. charming. Ted Bundy was very charming. Charming. I'm not, I'm not talking about charm. I'm talking about okay. like there's something where you just like a person, and it's not because of their charm. It's just like you find there's like a um, a connection you have with a person because of. Something immaterial. You find something. And that's how I feel with a lot of my favorite comics. Like, I'll laugh at someone. I don't give a shit what they're talking about. They could be t- reading from a fucking jelly jar. And I'd be laughing because I just like to hear their voice. I like the way the way, way they move around and all kinds of stuff. It's all just you like something that's very intrinsic about them and it cannot be changed. And so their opinion on something that's essentially a fashionable issue, if they have a bad opinion, I'm always going to be like, well, that's I don't like that. But if you like someone, you like someone. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. But you're also like, hey. <laughs> it depends what it is. Yeah. Like, there are just like. Yeah, it definitely depends. It's a, it's a, it's a sliding scale, 100%. To me, weighty. if you don't regret voting for Trump, like, I can't. 
You couldn't. What if we were like at a, a barbecue and someone made you like the best food you've ever had? And then later, I'd, uh, the, the food has nothing to do with it. I can enjoy the food, but right. I, would, I would not um, care to get to know that person more. But what if you already got to know them? And I like that's them. Yeah, saying. no, it is tough. There's like a girl I used to work with long, long, long time ago. And we still follow each other on Instagram. Long, long time ago. And her stories are like so pro-cop. Like Oof. it's all cop loving. And like she was anti-vax and anti-mask and like all these things. And there is something about me that I don't want to unfollow her. Yeah, yeah. But I am just like, what the fuck? Don't you feel a little bad for her though? Yeah, I'm like, you're an idiot. But and I, there was one point where I reached out and sh- and we got into one little thing where I go, I just see it from everyone's point of view. I think people are scared. And she goes, you're right, you're right. But then, yeah, it's just post back on it. Yeah, back on it. But even after the Uvalde shooting, it was like posting about how cops need to be in schools. And I'm like, but they were there and they yeah. fucked. Like, what are you even doing? That's the story that really broke everything. That was one of those things where, ugh. It's not even worth talking about. It's just no, so, like, it's not worth talking about. But yeah, cops. like cop loving is hard. If you're like anti, if you're anti-choice, it's hard for me. Like mm-hmm. there are certain things where I'm like, mm, no, no, no. You can't handle it. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're just trying to start race debates at a show with black women who are just trying to have a fun <laughs> night, like that's, that's a, that's a thick line for me. You're done. This all sounds like people who needed some, um, a bit more love in their childhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's why I think I feel bad. What really got me, I think I've talked about this on podcasts before, but remember when Trump first, um, I think when he knew he was, he, when he lost, but before he was out of office, there was a bunch of people, there was a video of some guys like following him around, like, oh, there's this plane. And you see these guys talking, and you're like, these guys, these guys are like simple guys. These are guys who, they probably couldn't get a job that involved doing anything other than like sweeping. These are like, you know, maybe can't pass a driver's exam kind of guys. Like these are the people who love this guy the most. These people are fucking dumb. They're like sad dumb. Mm-hmm. That's who so many people who support that stuff are. They're like no, you're right. I saw intellectually, a tweet recently. yeah, intellectually. What's it called? Intellectually enfeebled or something like that. Yeah, Some, no, I saw this woman tweeted something like. And someone used it to prove a point, but it was her being like, no one ever called me intelligent until I found my Q community. And oh, my God. That's stuff. so great. Yeah. I love that shit. Dude, the Q stuff, it is the <laughs> ultimate. It is the fucking jet fuel for idiots. It's the thing where, oh, I'm smart now because I question this thing. It's like Marjorie Taylor Greene kind of shit. It's all about this. We've tolerated idiots for too long. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene. She seems like she's kind of like a sweet person, but she's dumb as a fucking brick. But no one, no one, no one will say that to her. No one will say say to her face like, "Listen, you stupid fucking piece of shit. You're dumb. You're dumbass." She yeah, she it's just understand. tough she's to stupid. do that because both sides or whatever side or whatever debate or argument, it's the easiest out to be like, "You're an idiot. You're dumb." Yeah, and and it's not. It doesn't prove anything because to them, it's like a plain deflection and they would do the same right. to you. But she actually, you can tell by the way she speaks. Oh yeah. <laughs> she speaks incorrectly all the time. Yeah. That's what someone does. I, lo- I love people who are, who are intellectually, I don't know what the word is. You love is. dummies. I really do. I love a good dummy. I love like, like a real good, like a, what do you call it? Like um, a small town dummy. 
small town sweetheart dummy, mm-hmm. I freaking, I'll, the clock for me just stops when I'm talking to that person. I guess I'm just so like, hey, yeah, how are, oh, cool, really? Great. It's like my favorite thing in the world. But she's like just smart enough to think that she's, she's just dumb enough to know, to not know how dumb she is. And she's been enabled. Her and all of her ilk are the same way. But no one's... It's like this thing where Well, yeah, people- it's like the people that are going... It's the liberal media mm-hmm. who goes to, like, Republican events and just, like, humiliates them. Right. You know, like, here's a microphone, and these people don't even need, like, 20 seconds to prove how dumb they are. She can't speak properly. <laughs> yeah, She's but I educated. fuck up words a lot, too. No, you don't. <laughs> I you, do. Sp- you do it for... Yeah, but it's different. <laughs> You're not a fucking politician. And also, comedy is a totally different thing. Comedy is about, about tone and uh, style. So Everything about that has nothing to do with intelligence. And also, the type of intelligence is a different type of intelligence. Well, I try to not get into fights about abortion on Twitter. But, you know, I'm only as strong as I am. So, yeah. um, I was fighting with this one woman. And I just was like, who do you think you are? Like, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, why do you think you... Of all people, your opinion matters or gets to decide people's medical care. Like, I don't get it. Because Someone's she, like, well, she's pregnant. Well, and it's like, they're like, well, who do you think you are? I go, I don't think I'm anybody. That's the whole point. Like, I have a thyroid disorder. I'm not an endocrinologist. Right. I've had surgery. I'm not a surgeon. Like, we can experience motherhood. We can experience, like, we're, when, why don't these people realize that we're actually dumb? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not smarter than them. It's like, I well, I could be, but it's like. Yeah, exactly. None of us should care or have a say in what someone's doing. Mm-hmm. That has to do with science because you don't know science. Like, that's the thing. It's like not knowing when you need help or when you just don't know something. Yeah, it's really dumb. But I, I think that's happened because the liberal, I read some article about this and it's interesting. I kind of agree with this a bit, but the whole like liberal establishment has been too tolerant. You've been We've been over tolerant yes. to people when there should be an intolerance for someone if you can, if you are are not smart enough to you shouldn't be allowed in this club you're out you can't be in this club and you're talking like government government any kind of thing that requires some type of intellectual reasoning any type of thing that requires a thing if you if you're trying to be a doctor you don't get to like skate by They're like i'm sorry fuck you or like oh i'm tired it's like well that's too bad uh, we're all tired you have to if you can't push through this then you shouldn't be here but there's no thing like that for these congress people there's no there's no winnowing down they're grifters they're grifters and there's there's not any kind of a a thing that allows them to be um spit out because they uh, yeah they should they shouldn't be allowed access to that but this stuff the thing is it used to be i mean this is like doesn't make sense but used to be for a long time the wealth allowed you access to those things, and also wealth usually meant you were intelligent because you could pay for education. But you have people now who are uneducated, and <laughs> they're fucking in these positions where, uh, yeah, they're just so fucking dumb. Yeah, and they think they know everything, and it's just like no one's taking your guns. Just like can domestic violence abusers not get one? Like I don't know. It's um, there's no gray area. There's no nuance with these people. There's no nothing. Yeah. There's no understanding like that. This woman that I was arguing with that was um, thought she knew what pe- she was just like pregnancy and birth is not a medical emergency. Stop. You're all being dramatic. And it's like, do you not know the maternal death rate? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Giving birth is an insane thing. Yeah. It's only recently 
in the past, like, in like the last two, two or three generations, become a thing where it's survivable pretty regularly. Survivable. Well, it actually went down because it used to be doulas, women, right. like women were in charge and helpful of giving birth to other women. Um, and then doctors didn't like that. And that's when they started like burning witches and um, men started capitalizing on gynecology and like experimenting on enslaved women without an and all this stuff. So modern gynecology is born out of like fucked up shit. And actually more women were surviving when women were in charge of that. this stuff. Yeah. Oh. Even the position we give birth in is like from Henry the eighth. Cause he got turned on watching women what? give birth. It's better to squat or be on all fours. There's like all this stuff like, there's a lot of stuff that for women by women that was taken by men for wow. fucked up things that isn't even good for. That's interesting. Women, yeah, it is. It's all. That's um, but that's been the case with medicine for so long. Just everything is, everything is so male centric. To such extent where that the medical establishment is, was blinded by that. They didn't even realize that they were doing it because it's so ingrained in there. Where like. The the best example was the what do they call it the forceps or the um, the thing that uses to uh, to do like a oh like the speculum yeah you see a speculum from like hundreds of years ago it looks identical it hasn't changed at all because no one's like yeah it's fine I guess it's okay you know well yeah are like heart attacks <laughs> like women just have different symptoms for heart attacks they do? so all these women die because no one taught anyone oh, sh- that women have different I have no idea okay. But it's not the same like, oh, my left hand's tingling or something. Yeah. It's like different for women. And women are taught to like they start laughing, take pain. Right? <laughs> like women are just always in pain. Like I'm bleeding right now. Okay. Like I'm just like my back hurts. I'm like, but yeah. I'm here. But women do have a higher tolerance for pain too. Right? Yeah. Just like gritting through it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> like just bleeding everywhere. I don't know. It's. It's tough. Sometimes it's, it's it would be awesome to be more dumb or more smart. Like if I was a lot more smarter, that would be cool. But if I was dumber, it'd be awesome. Being in the in-between is the worst. Yeah, I think. Because you know the horrors, but you don't have any skills on how to change anything except mm-hmm. like talking on stage. Being pretty, uh, I don't know how dumb I want to be. It would be Bliss is be. cool. Bliss of just like, I don't know. I don't watch that. Wait, what's going on? I'm fine. Yeah, but you could get there. You could work on it. You could work on your bliss. Meditate it out. Stop. That's what I've been trying to do. Is I no, I have to, dread. There's like a pit of dread at all times. Is that like, it's like a Soviet thing, isn't it? That is true, too. You've got like Soviet <laughs> in your blood where it's just they like. They hate a good time. They, they love to be tortured. It. Yeah, the Russians are fucking. I watch a lot of Russian like uh, music videos and stuff. <laughs> okay. There's some just gnarly motherfuckers. <laughs> they are. Like, wait, do you watch Russian television? Like the, all their music shows or uh, just the music just videos? Just like different random like, uh, what's it called? Um. Uh, there's a name for it. It's like, bunk, bunk, bunk. it's really heavy. You ever heard that song, Tripoloski? Three Stripes? No, oh, we should ever, listen you, to oh it. Oh my God, it's the best. Ugh, the, you, know, you know what a gopnik is, right? No. A gopnik is like those dudes who wear the um, Adidas tracksuits. Oh, okay, and amazing. Pony leather <laughs> shoes. Wait, do you like Gogo Bardello? I don't really, I know about them. I don't really, I honestly don't really like that kind of stuff. Okay. I like more like, um, those God makes of the guys hanging out the housing, the housing project. What the fuck is my phone? I need to put on on airplane or something. They hang out the housing projects, and they like uh, sit on their haunches. You know, like the haunches. Yeah. They sit there smoking, drinking forties all day, every day, just at the, outside the housing projects. They're called a gopnik. I don't know what it means exactly, but this video is supposed to be like a gopnik. It's a making fun of gopniks. It's cool as shit. 
Polski, Polski, Just always like, you know, Polski, Russian men like hanging out. Polski, Polski, it's about to get hype. Ready? This is why I want to go to in Russia. Just hang out with these guys, smoking, wearing pointy leather shoes, different Adidas. Oh. Rips, right? I love that. You know DJ Kamaz? DJ Kamaz? No. Oh, this shit's good too. Well, I think it's it's actually DJ DJ Blatman. DJ Blat. DJ Blatman Kamaz. I was jamming this so much during the beginning of the pandemic. Russian Gopnik. Do you understand what they're saying at all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. It's all in English. Half of it's in English. Oh, my friend, come to Russia for weekend. Oh, my friend, narcotic, don't forget. Join me in Kamaz and Race, LSD Sputnik to Space. If you like romantic games, I'm sitting on your face. You so sexy Russian girl, break up my forgotten spot. Drink shot, fireball, drink it all. Dance all the night, guys, against the paradise. Absolute carpass, Russian patin Kamaz. This reminds me of Die Antwerp. Oh yeah, totally. It's like these these fucking people who've got nothing, so they're making this goddamn video in the middle of the snow. I mean, the South Africans are, I think, a little crustier than the Russians, actually. Oh yeah. South Africans are the crustiest motherfuckers alive right now. I swear to God, they are just like, uh, they're like, they're made of something. They're made of like dust. They're made of dust, and you can't grind dust down anymore. So they just are. I mean, oh, yeah. I lived there for about three months working on this movie, and I got to hear a lot of stories. They're just fucking crispy. What kind of movie is it? It's a. It came out a while ago. It's a movie. It's like, uh, called Action Point. You ever see that movie? No. No one really saw. It. I didn't get promoted much. It was like a, a jackass movie. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, but that was in South Africa, and those those motherfuckers are just like, they have it so rough. They have it so rough that they're just, you can't break them. They're like Americans in like the 40s. Remember how like Americans used to be, before World War II, they were just the most hard scrabble, motherfucking can't break them kind of people, you know? Or like the Vietnamese in the 60s, 70s, just can't bust them. The most hardcore, unbreakable people. Like all those frontier people in America, you just can't break those people. They were hard as fuck. Because of the hard lives you Hard, mean. so just, fucking yeah. hard. Just like the hardest motherfuckers ever. And now we're all soft as shit. They're so soft. We don't, yeah, and I think that hasn't happened yet in South Africa. It hasn't happened. I mean, Russia, I think a lot of Russians are hard as shit, right? Because they have it really rough. Yeah. There's so much poverty. There's no, again, it's like the nuance. There's no nuance there. It's like, my dad will say crazy shit. He'll be like, you know what? If you can't pay your train ticket, you get shot in the head. Then you'll pay for it. <laughs> Like, he's into firing squads. Right. Just, like, he is um, zero to- like zero tolerance, even, like, for no reason. Uh, I kind of, some some parts of me, it's going to get worse, I know, as I get older. I'm going to be, like, kind of be, some of me is going to be that guy who's like, oh, you know what? Like, I like January 6th, it's like, they should have just had a bunch of 50-cal machine guns and mowed them all down. You can't go up. You can't just, it's not free. You have to pay the consequences. You don't just get to rush in a building. The fact they all didn't get shot is insane. 
Well, because they didn't want to. I mean, yeah, no. January but they 6th is wild. should have gotten mowed wild. down with a fucking 50 cal machine gun. Yeah, but when the people on the inside aren't against it, who's going to stop them? They were not allowing authorities to intervene. Everything, it's so fucked. But it, the problem they is... They were okay with Congress, the like the officers that worked in there. They were fine with everyone getting fucking killed by these bananas people. Those people those people are also... My favorite part of that was when you see the guys get into the Senate chamber, and they're like thinking they're in a fucking Jason Bourne movie. Oh, we got okay, get some pictures. We've got to get evidence. It's like, you fucking dumb brick motherfucker. You think there's something in here that it's gonna, you're going to, oh, you're going to unlock the secret? You can find a little secret in Nancy Pelosi's desk? <laughs> there isn't shit there for you. Even if you did find something, what? Oh, you got like, now you know that she's got an appointment next week uh, to get her nails done or she, like or fucking Mitch McConnell is going to get a colonoscopy. Like, what? You don't know anything. You're not learning anything, but you act like you're like a fucking, oh, those fucking guys. They're and they so always like stupid. to play hypocrite games. And it's like, yeah, we hate our party too. That's the problem. Like the fact that you guys like your people is weird. Yeah, that's super weird that they like them. It's so, it just it speaks again to how fucking stupid they are. Because all these guys too, that was the best thing someone said was when they're all hardliner with their guns and stuff. But when they got arrested, did you put up a fight? Did you shoot the federal agents who came to arrest you? You didn't do shit, you fucking pussy. You just walked out the front door and let them arrest you. If you're a real badass patriot, you would have fucking set up a compound and started shooting federal agents who came to arrest you because these are these are bad guys. Well, that's what's always twisted pussy. to me, too, is like the people that want the guns the most to fight against the quote-unquote government are the ones who kiss the government's ass nonstop. They are like sucking the dick of the government. They can't get enough. It's so ironic. It's just like all this irony that's ridiculous. It's so fucking ironic that everyone is... Like every person, both sides are like locked into the opposite of what they want. It's like an entanglement, it seems like, you know? Because now you have the Supreme Court taking on people's rights, and it's probably going to get worse. And I keep thinking, like, well, maybe uh, maybe we should get some more guns. <laughs> maybe we need some fucking guns. I know, but unless you know how to use them, it's more dangerous to have that's, one than that's not. That's definitely true. I agree. Because I well, was saying that. Saying. Maybe we should learn how to use them. I know. We should. I know how to use a gun. I've used a fired gun a lot, but... That's me. You know? I, well, I need to. Because I was saying something in front of a former Marine, uh, current body piercer. and Former Marine, current body piercer. Yeah. To the celebs. Well, actually, he's not a former Marine. You're a Marine for life? You're a Marine for life. And I said something about guns, and he was like, unless you know how to use it. No, no, no. Yeah. He's like, it always escalates. You, you're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> you can't just like grab a gun and think you're going to be a hero. Yeah. Um, and I, oh my God, I have to tell you, okay, I'm, fu I'm a fucking idiot. So I was trying to make eggs yesterday. <laughs> what do you mean make eggs? Like on a skillet. Okay. Like cook some eggs. Yeah. Cook okay. some eggs. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and one wasn't coming out. Like for some reason it was stuck in the carton. I don't really know how. Right. So it cracked underneath my hand, right. like pressure of taking it out. Um, and so it started like leaking, but I didn't want to waste that egg. And so I flipped it over so it would leak into the pan. But then all the other eggs just started falling and cracking oh, everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, this is why I don't cook. Like, I was just so mad at myself. What time like, of the day was this? In the afternoon, early okay. afternoon, morning. Like, it was like normal egg time. And I was just, and then I have like a little blender thing. And I was like, I'll just make a protein smoothie. And then it was, un it wasn't charged. And I couldn't find the plug. And so then it was like, I wasted all these ingredients. And like, 
I can't cook. It's just a bad day. That sounds like, <laughs> like an off day. Well, my friend yesterday, I was telling her, she goes, you sound like Mr. Bean. This isn't like yeah. you can't cook. This is true. Like, what the fuck is wrong with I you? Would, I would watch that. I would watch that show. <laughs> like Lisa's break, Lisa's cooking breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Just like, have like a. It's wild. No, you know all these songs. My parents. Okay. So thank God. Thank God. Russian television has been cut from the states, so my yeah, it's parents so bad, have to right? find it is crazy propaganda. The propaganda sucks, um, but their musical programming is amazing. Really? So the shows I would watch with my parents are like famous singers will do prosthetics and be a completely different singer than they admire, and then they'll do a whole like song, and then other famous singers have to guess who it is, or like there's a, a panel of really famous judges and people come and sing their songs to them and they judge. It's like just a lot like a circle jerk of right. famous people singing for each other. And I love it. And always a competition or there's Isn't one where people just, singer? no, because they're, they're dressed as Lady Gaga. Okay. But it's like a man, but it uh, looks like Lady Gaga. And you're like, who is that? And it's, it's like pretty cool. Who, what's like a Russian name for a someone who, would, Oh, that's uh that's uh Genji Kolobiskis. Uh, I don't know. All of, Ala Pugachova is number one. She's like Ala the Pugachova is like the most famous. She's like in her sixties. She's been singing forever. She has Ala a younger husband. Her daughter's famous. Like she, her and her husband Galkin. He hosts a lot of the show. Galkin, that's a good name. They Galkin. Had to, they had to escape. Escape where? Russia, because they're anti-war. So like Ooh. the Jimmy Fallon of Russia, he spoke out against the war and had to leave. So like, where are they now? I have no idea. But they, oh, so they haven't resurfaced yet? No. So they're or that hiding. I just don't know. But like everyone in Russia that it had means and is not an idiot you get left. Out. Yeah, it seems like you would. Yeah. It's good. It's bad. Are it's they Jewish? Be bad. Ala Pugachova, maybe. Yeah, because my parents Pugachova. like her, so I'm sure. <laughs> Akhbradaga. Yeah. I mean, what was funny is like the biggest Russian stars would come put, do concerts in Chicago, mm-hmm. but they would be performing like at the high school, like at a high school. And we would go to these high schools well, and watch Chicago. them. The suburbs, but like concerts oh. were in Chicago. Yeah. You've ever, ever been to Rosemont? Yeah, of course. I was in Rosemont <laughs> last weekend. At the Zanies? Uh-huh. Did you have fun? I did. I At Toby Keith's? Toby Keith's? What's that? There's just like a bar. I think there's like a Toby uh, Keith restaurant next it. door. I didn't. I mean, I couldn't tell. Uh, yeah. But that man, Chicago's fucking cool. It, it's an amazing city, but... Um, you grew up in Chicago. Yeah. There's a lot of Russians Skokie. in Chicago, right? Yes. Yeah. And then a lot of my family's in Brighton Beach in Brooklyn. That's mega Russian, right? Yeah. Th- I think w- the heavens all the time that my parents did not move there. Why? Because these people are, it's little Russia. It's like growing up in Chinatown and being, chi- well, I guess it's different. It's like these people are the same. They haven't learned, they haven't adapted. It's the same you don't have to. Russian shit. Yeah. And they're terrible people. They're Mafia? like racist. Trump loving pieces of shit who live in like Section Eight housing and government God. housing, yet vote against everyone else having it, she and like so cool. fuck the system, and like they're just materialistic and kind of gross. And I don't know, they left the Soviet Union without giving my parents a heads up, and we're gonna leave me and wait, my family in the Soviet Union. Wait, wait, who who did? Uh, like our family, our distant family, like these cousins and aunts and uncles that I have. They left. Soviet Union without telling without telling your parents and so then our other the other side of cousins um was like we need to get the fuck out of here and where is this Moscow or where um no it's Ukraine so it's Odessa oh sorry yeah no it's fine so it's Odessa it's on the Black Sea that's how I say it Odessa not that's how I say it but (laughs) I'm sure um 
no, it's all good. Like, but so I once my parents are like dead, I will never speak to them again. I really? have no interest. They well, were they were gonna the, leave sorry, the my other, family. I'm, my brain is. I know like, it's too much, but like I the people that were gonna leave us and leave us there to fuck it and squ- like fuck it's you. like your mom or dad's my dad's uh, like family family yeah. they're gonna leave you there in in russia yeah without saying anything to us like but they I moved to know. brighton beach yeah and they just kind of like are old school yeah and i don't know what my life would be like would i be just like 13 posing in a bikini sexy on a rock like i don't know and it's like they i'm just so happy to be in chicago and not with yeah. just other russians you start comedy in chicago yeah that's the best place to do comedy, isn't it? Yeah. I tried so hard to move there, but I couldn't get a job. I wanted to take second city classes there. Why couldn't I? That's so wild you couldn't get a job. I couldn't find a job. I needed like a job that had health insurance. Yeah. And I couldn't do it. I had a bunch of friends who played in a band in college. They moved there. We're all going to move there together and keep playing in the band. But I didn't. But I love visiting there. Yeah, it's the best. And I was recently there, and all the up and coming, like younger comics who I'd never met, were making me like crack up. Did like you go to people Lodge? are still funny. No, I was at the Laugh Factory. I do Zanies. Um, I do comedians you should know and bar shows. But I love the fucking lodge, and I, I haven't been to the one. new one. Yeah, I can't okay, wait. I, I heard it's three rooms. It's incredible, yeah. and it's become like the hang, and it's awesome. It sounds great. I remember seeing a show at the Lincoln Lodge when I, the first time I was in Chicago. Um, I think it was the first one of the first times I was there. Actually, it was after I lived here. For about maybe a few months, I went to Chicago for work, and uh, I went to a show at the Lincoln Lodge. It was so packed out, like packed, like shoulder to shoulder. I got a nice cocktail, and I remember seeing that everyone was so funny, but it wasn't like a normal stand-up show. They had people doing like a weird on-the-street bit. They played videos. They did all this stuff. I was like, this is so much better than anything I've seen in L.A., People care. I actually, you know, I when I walked in, I told you I listened to Whitney Cummings' podcast. Right. And she, it was with Sarah Sherman. Okay. And she's from Chicago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool girl. Um, I love that her and Meg Stalter are like the superstars of that group because I, like they were like the two weird girls and all. I remember going back and all the weird guy, like the guy comics were like, yeah, they just do fucking weird shit. I don't know. Fucking know. And I love that they're the ones that yeah. like blew up. It's like, yeah, be yourself and be unique idiots. Have fun. Have fucking fun. And so Whitney was telling Sarah Sherman about the comedy store and she was like, back in the day, she goes, it was like uncool if you tried. There is something weird in LA where it's like, and then she said something, she goes, God forbid, give these people a show that they paid for. It's like, everyone's just reading off a notebook being like, what else is new? That that was a rejection though. That was like a rejection to comedy being terrible because it was all these mega hacks that was because there was a comedy boom. Then the L.A. alternative scene started as a reje- as a rejection of that. You have like Jenny Garofalo. Who else? You got tons. David Cross. You got all those Mr. Show folks. Even Marilyn Ricegub and stuff like that was like a rejection. Them bringing the notebook on stage was basically to piss off people who were like, but what that's are you different. But that's like the '90s. That's before Whitney. Yeah. Times. But don't you know? Like, it's like the Gerard Carmichael special with the notebook on the thing. It's like his special. He has a notebook. His the first, first special. The one at the comedy store. Yes, he has a oh. notebook on the chair. And it's I, sw- I mean, I no Janine yeah. in 1995. The com- the half hour HBO thing with like tights and jean shorts. But is that like stuff the is best thing ever. It's a rejection, but of the it ha- takes yeah. forever for that stuff to go away. Like now, like I when I started comedy. That stuff it was, was basically still the lingering. point was like the trying. Like for some reason, yeah. LA was that what was happening when you were here though, where it was like not cool to try hard. I guess maybe a little bit, but I I always 
God, it's hard to say because I would see people who were not famous comics. I saw them for the first time, and I remember laughing so, so hard at these people who I'd never heard of, never seen, and wanting so bad to be as funny. So I was always, because I started comedy in L.A., so I was trying to figure out how can I set myself apart? How can I be unique when these people are so funny? So I guess I did try really hard, but it was trying hard to just do, like kind of go for broke. Like I would do weird, crazy physical bits and even have like props and stuff. Not like a prop, like like carrot top prop, but like something I would talk about, like bring on stage, like a thing. I used to have this piece of foam I would talk about. Because it had like it was a foam for VHS tapes. Do you but you do you look back on it and go or like yeah? I'll look back on it and be like, oh my god, I had the hugest balls in the world. I had like Whoa. I can't believe the kind of shit I would do. It was ridiculous. I look back on it and w- I wish I had more of that now. I have, to, I have to remind myself like, oh, that's what you you have to be super bold with what you do, and also I mean not. Tr- I, I get I get the try hard thing. I think there's there's like a spectrum where trying hard to me it's these people paid money. Yeah. They got babysitters, they flew, they're here from out of town. They they plan their whole trip around being at the yes. comedy store. Like yes. these people are here spending probably like over a hundred dollars minimum. The tickets are forty each, I think. It's a two item minimum. Right. You're driving, you're paying for parking, and then you give them a show. Yes. Kill give them a bitch. Show. Do your best. Do your best. I hate when it's like, ugh. See that I'm that doing to, you a favor. That to me is who different. gives a shit. That like shit it's sucks. that. But that's what I see sometimes. That and stuff, that didn't happen in Chicago. That kind of stuff is uh, that is fear. That comes from fear because mm-hmm. you're scared to commit to something that's if you really commit to something that's big, if you do a show, you do something big, you're invested in what you're doing. That's to me, I guess that's not try hard as much as it is it's like investing and being committed to what you're doing because you enjoy it because it's fun to like oh dude i have to jump in this pool well you can't just like slide in you're gonna jump in and when you see people who are like lackadaisical like that with their comedy and being kind of fearful yeah that shit sucks it's annoying i just feel bad for the audience sometimes when i'm watching i'm like why are come give or when you go on and immediately are like Well, you guys suck. It's like you haven't even given uh, them anything to laugh at you for. Give them a few seconds. Yeah. Like, give them something to laugh at. Like, you're reading off a paper, you're barely trying, and then you're mad that they're not like falling over laughing. I don't get, yeah, I just, it's I, bullshit. Maybe I'm too desperate. Like, sometimes I look at people who are able to just like sit in the tension and not, but I'm like, I need cons, I need constant validation in this 15 minutes. Yeah, some people have a different style where they're just so. They have so much confidence that they can do that. Yeah. I don't think I can do that. I can do, I have confidence to commit. I can commit to something pretty hard. And a lot of times because of that, I'll get a good reaction and I'll feel good about myself going forward. But well, and you being an actor, I think you, you probably realize the importance of committing. Cause if you do something half-assed, you're just never going to be that good. Like, yeah, I feel so much of acting is you have to fully be okay being humiliated and embarrassed. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise you're not doing your job. Yeah. You have to, if you do it half-assed, then you're kind of like, just, you're not, we're not really playing in the world. You're sort of just, um, yeah, you're scared. It's scared. All everything's fear, right? It's all yeah. fear. Anytime a comic blames the audience, like, oh, they su- I mean, sometimes they suck, right? But usually, it's not the audience's fault. And if you're like, oh, man, you guys suck. 
It's like, well, maybe you suck first and then they suck. Give me My biggest pet peeve is when someone before I even go up says, "Ugh, they suck." Someone said that to me recently like within the past year and I go, "Yeah, but I might not have the same problems as you." Like they oh, might like the me. Audience, yes. Yeah. Or they'll be like, "That was a tough one." I go, "But maybe you just suck." Has that never crossed your mind? Uh-huh. Like I'm gonna do great. Thank you. Or you're you. having a hard night. Yeah, but or like there's always an excuse or something, and it's like, yeah, but I haven't gone up yet. Why would you? Why would you put that in my head before I've even experienced them? Dear, I think it's D. Ray Davis who told me this years and years ago. He was like, you know, doing shows with like big people like Chappelle and stuff like that. He would always say, um, he would always, what would he say? Something about basically. He doesn't give a fuck. He has to follow that person because he he can follow anybody. He's going to make it hard for them to follow him because he's like, you have to be out there, be your own unique self and just destroy them. Just give them everything you've got. Just blast their faces in with your shit. And then this, this famous person has, they have to worry about following you. It's not the other way around. Yeah, and famous people are usually dicking around and getting stuff ready, and you and the people are so excited to see them that I think it's so easy to harness that energy and yeah, like take give it. them something. Right. I once had to follow one of Tracy Morgan's first sets back after his accident. Oh shit! And he got a standing ovation, and I was next. Yeah. <laughs> so like after that, I was like, I ain't scared of nobody. I'm like, because that was that was like a magical time when he came back. It is funny. I had, I had to follow Louis one time at the meltdown. This is a long time ago. I fucking, I'm so pissed they did that to me. It sucked. Anyone was listening to me at all. They just like, were totally not listening at all. But did you not? Cause I'd be like, oh gee, I don't know. Like I, it's just like acknowledging the thing, but you have to just get used to fucking famous people. People are always scared to follow Rick Ingram at the comedy store. That's because he's one. such a favorite there. Right. Yeah. And he does a lot of crowd work. People are always like, oh God, you got to follow him. I'm like, I think it'll be fine. I don't know. Yeah, you're something different. You have to be a little looser because he's created that energy where they, you know, but right. that'll make you better, guys. How <laughs> like, long have you know. been at the comedy store? Um, Like as a paid regular before, like the year before pandemic, maybe. Right. Did yeah. you start, go- when did you move here? How long ago? That, so Adam, the old booker, saw me and I had a thank it, the process to get in there is a lot harder and different than what I got to oh, experience. Really? Mm-hmm. I know it's like, it's a real rigor rigmarole. Uh, he saw me at the cellar mm-hmm. and I had a, a great set. Cause and you he, lived in New York after Chicago. Yeah. And he was just like, whenever you're in LA hit me up. And so I would do the developmental spots on a Monday. Mm-hmm. He'd throw me some belly room spots. So anytime for a few years I would come visit, I would do just like those right. spots. And then when I was about to move, the booker was working on Lights Out with David Spade. Okay, yeah. And he booked me on that. And then I did like a Monday night and I had a good, and he goes, listen, I'm going to pass you. And nice. then, like, I jumped up and down. I was so excited. And so when I moved here, I was already a paid regular. So, I, so I know. I wouldn't have moved but here I without mean, it. I need it. I need a club. You make sense though. You make a lot of sense. I love it there. I thrive at a comedy club. I love the social aspect. Like if I didn't have the comedy store, I'd be a much more sad, depressed person. Yeah, I think that's the case there. A lot of people need to be there. And I get that. It makes sense. You know, some people uh yeah i love the door guys i mean at the cellar like they're my favorite people i like yeah i like being able to hang out i like a place where i'm a regular where they like appreciate comics they value it's the best place comics is the best yeah i love sitting outside smoking weed with everybody Mm -hmm. i love i yeah i just like really really enjoy it it's great yeah i i need it and so and i know i had like 
a different path that I'm sure when I first got there, people were like, who the fuck is this bitch? Yeah, but everybody has something different. People always yeah. talk shit no matter what. That's true, too. It is funny how that's the case. No matter what, people are talking shit. I know. I would be sad if they weren't, to be honest, because I talk so much shit about everybody. So really? it's like if people didn't talk about me, I'd be devastated. Oh, okay. What kind of shit are you talking about me? I don't <laughs> devastated. Know. I don't talk any shit, really. But yeah, also, no, you have like a full life. It seems like you're out there walking. No, I don't you hang have out. interests. Yeah. I you have a wife. You have a beautiful home. I think if I had like a loving partner, I wouldn't stay at the con- I remember one night in New York, like a bunch of us were trying to go like it was post lockdown, so not a lot of things were fully open or late yet. Mm-hmm. Like the city was still a little dead. And we were like planning where to go. And then finally I was like, Hey, we're gonna go to this person's house. And he's like, I'm gonna go home to my wife. <laughs> he's like I like my wife and I go yeah you're right you don't need to eat Taco Bell at our friend's house yeah. but um, yeah if I maybe I would switch my life around if I had that it is nice though to party like that it's fucking fun yeah or sometimes I wish I different for, like should I be night clubbing like sometimes I do feel like wow I'm just at this comedy club every night am I a loser but then I'm like this is cool how often do you go there it depends on the week or who else is in town or right. from in town. What's so your average like, days there? I would say like two to three, but this week it's like four because Damn. of the 4th of July of it all. Right. And so I think a lot of people are gone, but I'm available. Hell yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I get, yeah. So sometimes I'm like, should I have more plans? But it is what it is. You do have your multiple podcasts, too. I know. So busy. I talk so much, got? too. You got two. I thought you had three for some reason. One's like a successful juggernaut. And Which then is the one, SVU. Yeah. And then one is a passion project that I is, you know, it how, is what it is. How long has the SVU one been going on? December 2020, I think we premiered. It's pretty fun, huh? That it's like so popular. Oh, yeah. It's the best. I mean, I've been performing for strangers for like 12 years. So suddenly like people are just That's there so to cool. see you. And it's like wild after so long performing for truly strangers in a mall how did you and Kara meet we met i mean i think we knew of each other but we met at the ucb east green room i was doing her show in new york she's great i've known her for a long time yeah she's so funny yeah she's really funny and a really capable hard-working person we were i was talking with blair blair saki and steve fernandez and we were talking about like like who was brassy and i was always say Kara is because she's someone who my joke i was making was like Kara's someone who would get carjacked. She'd say, uh, no, you're not. <laughs> She'd tell them, like, um, no, you're not carjacking me today, okay? Bye. Get out of here. <laughs> like, kind of shit. You it's know what I mean? It's wild. No, she, um, she's also, like, a person of the community. Yeah. She's knocking on doors for a mayoral I could, candidate. I believe it. She is I'd feeding the house. I would vote for her yes. over anyone she's trying to. I would rather have she be the person and not the person she's trying to get me to vote for. No, she's so funny and talented, but our friend always says, like, her skills are wasted like the corporate world like she could be running paramount easily absolutely her spreadsheets like she's also oh yeah she's feeding the unhoused people on her block i need to she's um she's a casa she's a volunteer person with the foster care system she's like she is a very involved person i'm just trying to learn spanish over here you are trying to learn spanish that's cool just so i can um i can't clean my house and she is like truly you know on meetings at courthouses with this foster care girl. Should we like get should we get some of her blood? Maybe we need some. Not of her, her blood, but remember like Oprah and those talk shows. You used to like be able to nominate someone for like a great person award yeah. or they'd get a check. Like I want to nominate her for like a community member award. I think that's great, but I'm I'm selfish. I want to take a little <laughs> bit of her juice. I need some. See, of it. I don't want it, and I had to learn that because really? when we started working together, it was like. 
well, she's doing all this. So I have to do that and this. And I had to be like, I bring my own unique shit. I don't have to do what she does. And I'm going to keep being who I am. Well, I'm not saying I want to do what she's doing. I want some of what her, whatever that juice is, so I can do it with my stuff. I want to do it so I can like put out a podcast at least every week. I want to like do stuff like that. You know what I mean? I want to have like the uh, organizational um, ability to, like uh, the idea of having a spreadsheet to me, like I could have a spreadsheet. Instead I have like six documents that have different titles to say guests, possible guests, and they have like an X by it. Like does that mean I called them or does that mean and I texted them or We have like this like that? giant spreadsheet and we've had it for forever and it's Ugh. this master one. And I still, it's been now close to like two years because we were negotiating. I mean, everything takes forever. I'll still forget there's extra tabs on the bottom and I'll start searching <laughs> for the other spreadsheet I need and then I have to be like, oh yeah, there's a tab on the bottom. God. There's like, we have a spreadsheet with six tabs on the bottom. There should be an energy drink called Clink Juice. Yeah, but I don't need that. I I'm, I had to be like, yeah, I like to lounge and I'm allowed to say that. I don't yeah. want to pick up after I, people I, at a party. I, I want to sit here. And I had to, it took me a little bit of time to be like, I will not question myself and what I bring to this because of what she brings to it. But that's what the dynamic is. That's yeah. why it's such a great show yeah. is you guys have a great dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. And then once in a while, I'll be like, shut the fuck up. That's messed up. <laughs> once in a while. Like, we'll be in, because she's so organized, and then we're in Chicago, and she's looking up locations, being like, it's 10 minutes away. And it's like, I lived here my whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to look up the direction. I got it. But right. No. But you got to give her something to do. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, oh, yeah, we'll get Jimmy John's over here. She's like, what's the address? Which street is it? Which one is it? And it's like, who gives a shit, bitch? This uh, is my city. Let me have it. Let me have this moment. It's my city. <laughs> Can you do a Chicago accent? No, I'm really bad at accents. Not at all? Okay. And I think people think I sound more New York anyway. You definitely sound New York. Yeah, I always thought you were weird. like the most New York person I ever met. I remember when I first met you, I think it was with Letterman. Andy Letterman. And like, <laughs> I was like, we have Letterman. never hung out with David Letterman. I can't wait to go, hey, you know, fucking Letterman. <laughs> you know, A. Letterman. Oh my God, where were we? It's were we at a festival? JFL. Oh, yeah. okay, fun. I think it was a JFL. I was like, oh, you have, you're so New York. Like, you're very much New York, where I am like not. I love New York, but I am not New York. I all. am New York. I, but I, Chicago's gorgeous and I love it, but I love mm-hmm. the New York. I like staying out till four. I like walking. I like my bodega guys. I like it. God. You know what I like about New York? When I'm there, I start to do this thing where I say, how you doing? No, you don't. I do. I say you I do. say it without with like a reflex. When I was there doing as the last time I was there was for SVU and I was there for about three weeks. I was walking around, I'd say, How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? It's the best. It's the best thing about New York is that whole that vibe. I was talking about in the pot with someone on the podcast about this, how New Yorkers they're the best. They're so friendly. Everything about it, it's like it's like a mean friendliness. It's mean. Well, I always like to say there's a difference between polite and nice. Yes. Yes. And people in the Midwest are so polite that they think they're like nicer than everyone else. And it's like, no, New Yorkers are direct. And Colin Quinn has like a whole New York story show about this. I love too. Colin so much. You've, have you seen that show? The, I've the seen everything for, he's okay, done. So, I love him so much. He's like, oof. where it's like, yeah, it's direct communication, but it's nice and thoughtful and friendly. It's just like there's yeah. no time for the pleasantries, but people will have your back. Oh, yeah. And help you out. It's just like, but if they don't, they'll be like, no, get out of my way. But mm-hmm. it's not rude. And it's not rude. It's just like, I, I have to be here. You're here. People treat New York like she's a hot girl, but they don't realize New York doesn't think about them and they can't handle it. But I will say, I will say, though, that New Yorkers talk a lot of shit about L.A., but guess what? L.A. doesn't care a shit about New York. We don't talk shit about New well, York. Well, yeah, maybe it's the two big cities, but like, even okay, I was... 
what did I, I visited my friend's uh, beautiful Chicago them. apartment. No, I will. And I was like <laughs> telling my mom, I was like, right. I was like, oh, God, those classic Chicago apartments. And like, they're gorgeous. She goes, yeah, not like in New York. They're so small. I go, what? I nothing you know shit like that or I'll be like I'll <laughs> I was driving looking at the skyline it's like fuck New York is so pretty and someone will be like well Chicago's pretty too and it's like why can't I just talk <laughs> but do you never sense yes, that yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like I would never live there okay like it's I fine. would just never do that about another place someone lives yeah but like oh I live in Portland Ugh, I could never what I, I would will never say, that, say that I will say that about Portland because Portland's nice but I don't want to live anywhere else but where I live. You right. know, I don't love L.A., but it's like this is where I belong in this moment. I'm going to try to make the best of it and enjoy it for what it has. Yeah. It's a good well, place to be. It's a good spot. L.A. It's a good place to be. I think. Do you think just New York? I think New Yorkers hate L.A. Yeah. They, it's like the same judgments LA. of like L.A. is fake. And it's like oh, there, there are creative, nice people here. Also, L.A. is massive. It is filled with all kinds of stuff. But everyone thinks L.A. is just Hollywood when actually... It's so big. It is big Hollywood, though. It's not even one thing. It's so amorphous. To say anything bad about it is to negate all these other things that you don't know about. No, L.A. is like um, a town where there's a Ford factory or a coal thing. Or it is everyone works at the Tyson plant. Right. Like that is a thing in L.A. where it's kind like of. you're in entertainment. Well, sort of. There's a huge swaths of it that aren't that at all. Oh, yeah, but there's people in Detroit that don't work in the car industry right. either. Not but anymore. it's just what yeah. <laughs> it just is, I don't know. Sometimes we talk to people on the podcast like other like New York actors and class like people have lived for a long time and I forgot which one of them but they were like creativity is a business here so sometimes it's not the most creative place to be and it's nice uh, to leave yeah. and be creative that is i've never heard that our said creativity before. is like business here it's not just yeah that's so that's a good thing to say because i always think about that all the time how i get like i don't want to think about creative stuff i just want to see like a guy with very few teeth trying to fix a car i want to see something very authentic because there's so much or i, I don't want to hear about a tv show i don't want to be advertised to about a movie or a tv show because it's like that reminds me of what I what I do for a living. I don't want to think about that sometimes. I want to take a time off of that to refill the juice, and the juice gets refilled by seeing things that are authentic, not things that are supposed to be authentic. Yeah, or you don't think you're being creative because you're not making it in the business aspect, and it's like no, it's just like it's a distorted place to be at times. That's a good point. It's distorted. It's incredibly distorted. Yeah. Yeah, where it's not in the moment of like, oh, I'm gonna have a fun set and be in the moment and talk to people. It's like, okay, I gotta tape this for late. I gotta tape the. I gotta do this. Or who's yeah. in the room? Or this casting. I don't know. She's in the back, and it's like that. I don't know. It takes away from what Stakes. I love, which is being in the moment. Right. And just having a good time. Agree. And not thinking how this moment is going to then get me something else. That's the hardest thing to get over, I think. My friend, I did say something fun, my friend, like yesterday, where I go, listen, a lot of people are having their moment right now, which is a great time to be off of Instagram. And that is how I feel. But isn't there... Where sometimes it's like good to be... A lot of always having their moment at all times. There's always someone. Maybe it's just everyone that I'm following. Just a lot of people are really having a moment. And I'm like, this is making me feel ways that I'm naturally not feeling. You gotta mute all those people. No, because I'm happy for them. But I like seeing them live their dreams. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're happy for them. Oh. It's still... You just... You shouldn't see it. Yeah. You shouldn't know about it. Yeah. You don't need to know about it. Yeah. 
What's the point? It's like knowing about the politics in fucking Burma. Not Burma. Well, that's not even a country anymore, is it? Like knowing about the politics in some other country you don't live in. It makes me happy, though. Like when I see someone be on a show that I know that they really, like it's exciting. It makes me happy for about maybe 20 people I know, but other people, I'm not happy. I'm more just like, ugh. Yeah. Because it's something where, oh, this is this is a piece of trash that got pushed forward. <laughs> or it's like, uh, I just don't need to know about it because it has this effect of me uh, subconsciously comparing what I shouldn't be comparing at all. Yes. Because it's like, oh, well, we have nice apartments in, in L.A. It's like, well, this wasn't about that. This is about this New York apartment. <laughs> trying to bring it back to that but i really know work. you're right new york does shit on la a lot and i don't find yeah. la people talking about new york as often yeah too busy we're too busy trying to get something going because we saw that someone else has something going yeah and the billboard the billboards are constantly around it's just like too much business it's yeah. nice to go away and be like in a creative biz other place right leaving towns that's why i have a podcast yeah chit-chatting I well, get too sincere, though. Sometimes I'm like, am I even a comedian? I mean, I <laughs> that's what comedy is, though, isn't it? It's being sincere. That's true. That's messed up. An SUV pod? What's it called? <laughs> SVU podcast. It's not called... It's called That's Messed Up, colon... Yeah. An SVU podcast. An S- so I was right. An SVU podcast. Yeah. You just said SUV. Did I say it again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were right. It's never going <laughs> to stop. Never going to stop. But you were correct in it. Check that out. Check out your other podcast. Enemies. Enemies. Yeah. Lisa Traeger. Enemies. Lisa Traeger. Uh, that's messed up. Live dates. You can check them out on your Instagram, your Twitter. Yeah, all over. Kara's on top of it. Our link tree is set up. Okay. Nice. I got a link tree too. I love it. <laughs> it is really fun. And also, you know, you got you really got along with your boy Octavio on the set yeah. of SVU. We talk um, a lot. And he there was sometimes they like to do episodes where it's emotionally connected to one of the detectives right. or it's like from their hometown or they know the victim mm-hmm. or it relates to an old case or they had like their sister was you know had schizophrenia and Octavio just had one and it was one of the most horrific episodes of all time like like bad or no, scary like, like intense like in like before the credits there was a fully like burning woman was it did it take place in Mexico Kind, yeah, it was like okay. human trafficking. Yeah. And okay. it was like. He's a cool guy. He's a. Uh, it was so scary. I was like, this, I can't, this is NBC. I can't have a burning body before the credits. Like, he has, what the um, fuck? he has cool stories. He has stories that he won't tell me because he's like, I don't want to talk about this, but he's like, he's lived a couple of lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool guy. No, I liked that you liked him because, well, yeah, it was, we, we talked to the people whose jobs, uh, who he took their spots, but. We didn't take their spot. He no. didn't take it. No, of course not. It was just sad. I don't know why they didn't give the other two people a little bit of a shot. Um, Maybe because it them, is but. a juggernaut that doesn't care about anyone's feelings whatsoever. Yeah. It's like going to move forward and crush skulls regardless of anything. Correct. Yes. Thanks for being here. Thank you. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Ready to go. Woo! Can you harmonize? Okay. Woo! That sounded bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't want to do it. <laughs> Thank you.